podcast with Dan and Scott. Hottest golf podcast, whether you like it or not. Fresh from back in the day when that's a put at the park. 7 a.m. PM special where they played after dark. From the birds to the focus to the losses and the win. Welcome podcast, patron to the show, lead the pen. Get busy golfing or get busy dying. Hottest golf podcast and the swing ain't lying. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to another episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan. This is episode 157, and it is all about Pinehurst. Yes, we've done it in the past, I understand, but I'm going down yet again to the cradle of American golf, Pinehurst, North Carolina, taking my entire family down. We're doing Thanksgiving down there again. Um, Originally, we had planned to go... Tuesday of Thanksgiving week through Monday, and my wife and I decided today around lunchtime that uh, that we're going to leave early Sunday morning. It makes sense for us to beat the traffic. As everyone knows, we're coming from Pennsylvania. So we're looking at about eight and a half hour drive down, and to leave on Tuesday, it's one of those things where if we leave at 4 a.m., we beat the Philly traffic, but we're stuck in the D.C. traffic. If we leave at 6 we probably beat the DC traffic when we get down there, but then we got to fight the Philly traffic. So it's kind of six of one, half dozen of the other. You live in the Northeast, there's always the problem of getting through Philly, Baltimore, and DC. After that, it's smooth sailing. So we're looking at it being about 555 miles from us. Not an awful drive, uh, not one that I would want to do over and over and over, but when Pinehurst is your end destination, um, there's something about that drive that just kind of flies a little bit. And honestly, once you get past DC, which is about three hours and a half, 45 minutes away from us, three and a half, the ride really does tend to go pretty smooth. Uh, so most people from the Northeast will probably be familiar with taking I-95 all the way down, you know, through Richmond and down into Raleigh, Durham, into Pinehurst. Uh, we're probably thinking about going outside of Harrisburg for us, state capital of PA, and running that through Greensboro. So we would kind of go west of Charlottesville, down through Roanoke, uh, just east of Blacksburg, where Virginia Tech is, run down through Greensboro, home of the Greensboro Grasshoppers, Pirates minor league team, and then uh, into Pinehurst. Kind of the same distance away, maybe an extra 20 minutes or so, but then you don't have to worry about any of that I-95 traffic. So the trip down here this time is obviously semi-golf related, but uh, we love to travel on Thanksgiving, and we've been going to Pinehurst uh, you know, quite a bit. And most of our Thanksgivings have been spent down in North Carolina. So this time we are actually staying in Seven Lakes, which is a private community, about 15 minutes or so. 12, 10, I think 10 to 12 miles northwest of Pinehurst. It's not an awful drive. Gets you out of the village of Pinehurst. You know, if that gets to be a little bit too touristy for some people, there's a ton of options around there. Now, obviously, if you're going down on a buddy's trip, one of the things you're really going to want to consider is, are you going to want to drive to the resort or do you want everything right there? And one of the things the resort does a great job at is providing transportation. It's one of those kind of lock and leave places. You can lock your car, leave it, and take Pinehurst transportation to any course, you know, one through nine, cradle, 
uh, and it'll even drop you off downtown in the village of Pinehurst at, at certain areas. And Pinehurst is, is now, uh, it, it wasn't always this way, but it's now is this all-encompassing resort where you do, you do not need to leave the property. I mean, anything and everything that you could imagine is available to you from casual dining to patio dining to literal fine dining where a suit jacket is required. You can have any type of trip at Pinehurst that you want. Um, you know, and I've gotten a lot of questions on Instagram over the years. Uh, obviously, I'm a definitely you know big proponent of Pinehurst. Um, all clear and transparency, uh, putting this out there. Pinehurst has provided myself as well as other members of the podcast and my friends with uh, amazing accommodations, uh, you know, comped rounds of golf. But I want people to understand that that's not, you know, I'm not a shill for them. Like I've been going to Pinehurst and, and, and paying for years prior to this. My first trip down was when I was 30 years old. It was my 30th birthday in uh, 2008, I believe it was. And I played Pinehurst number two two days before the USAM was supposed to, well, did happen. And uh, I warmed up on the range with all these US amateur competitors. And real quick, funny story, I'm on the range hitting balls. People that have seen my swing on Instagram know it's not the greatest swing in the world. So I'm sure it kind of stood out like a sore thumb. And the guy with a clipboard comes up to me and says, name? I don't know. Uh, uh, Dan Patisher. He says, uh, Patisher, Patisher, Patisher. Uh, I don't have you on our list. And I said, well, I'm not playing today. I said, I do have a tee time on, on number two tomorrow. And he says, your tee time is on number two tomorrow? And I said, yeah, I'm teeing off at 8.43. And he goes, no one's playing tomorrow. And I said, no, 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 I definitely am. Turns out that this guy confused me, albeit known to me, I don't know how, but confused me for someone playing in the USAM. Um, I guess I looked young for my age. Maybe I was hitting good chip shots at the time because if the man saw my full swing, he probably would have known right off the bat that I wasn't qualified for it. Um, so quick aside, I play number two. This is before the renovation now, okay? So the, you're, you're talking about way before Corin Crenshaw do all their renovations down there. This is like the Donald Ross, you know, Robert Trent Jones version of Pinehurst back in the day when everything was wall-to-wall green and they didn't have any of this wire grass or sand anywhere. And I get a call from the resort that morning at 7.15. I'm getting out of the, uh, we were staying at the manor house. I'm getting out of the manor house onto the shuttle and I get a call. Now it's pouring out and they say, hey, Miss Patterson, we want to just make sure that you're going to play today. We understand with the weather conditions, you know, you can cancel free of charge, no big deal. In my mind, I was like, there's no way in the world that I'm not playing Pinehurst number two. So I get to the first tee, it's myself and my caddy. I'm going, wow, this is kind of weird. I, I just figured there would be a whole foursome with us. And I noticed there's no one around. I was the only one warming up on the range. And, and I'm talking, you know, pretty heavy deluge here, you know, downpour status. And Caddy says, uh, sure about this, man. I said, yeah. He goes, look, he goes, I'm going to take a cart, okay, to keep all of our stuff dry. He says, because there's no way I'm keeping this stuff dry if we're just walking. He goes, you know, gave me a bigger Pinehurst umbrella. 
and we played the first nine holes in a downpour. Um, I shot 43, you know, from the from the white tees, the members tees. And by the time we got to like the 11th to 12th hole, the sky kind of cleared up. The place drains impeccably because it's all sand. So it is just, you know, not that it gets dry automatically, right? But there's no standing water anywhere. Um, it's just a joy to play. It's one of those courses where you can thump the ground and, and, and take a great divot and just really go after the ball. And we played uh, all 18 holes without seeing a single soul until I get to 18. And it had turned so nice by that point in time and a little bit humid. It's the middle of the summer that people are standing on the back deck there, the veranda. Uh, now people will know it as the Deuce restaurant, but that was not there. So people are just gathering around. And I had, I don't remember what I had in exactly, probably some somewhere along the lines of uh, maybe 170 in or so, you know, I was playing, like, I think it plays 415 or so. So yeah, I probably had like 170 in or something like that. I hit a hybrid to about 40 feet right on the front of the green. Now it had rained, like I had mentioned. So the ball stayed up, didn't catch the false front, kind of did a real swift jog to get up there and, and mark it. And my caddy gives me a read. I missed by maybe two feet, you know, made the par and got literally a round of applause from 20 or 30 people that, you know, were braving the elements out there prior and had caught a nice spell. Uh, awesome way to end, end up shooting an 83 and it was just uh, fantastic. So that was the first time I ever went down. It was 2008 and this, I believe, will be either my eighth or ninth trip down uh, the last if you follow us on Instagram, at Leave the Pin, go do that right now if you haven't. Uh, myself and my buddy D. Lou, at Train on Main, and, and Connor, uh, Turf and Timber Turf Services, uh, we were down there playing, and uh, we played December 4th, I think it was, you know, during the pandemic time, and such nice weather. We got some rounds in with, with just, uh, you know, short sleeve polos on. It was just fantastic. So it's been almost a year now, right? It's been almost a year, um, a crazy year for everyone, a crazy year for travel. And, you know, my family and I finally feel now like, hey, this is a, a great time to do it. It's a great opportunity. Um, you know, don't really care your opinions on it at all. Not putting out there for that reason, but we're all fully vaccinated, booster shots and everything, kids and, and all that. Uh, I feel like my boys are at an age now where they can really appreciate going down to such a... Uh, just stunning area of the country for golf. Um, so in this preview episode, I just want to kind of give everyone an idea of what we're going to be doing down there. And then the post episode will air somewhere about a week or so after we get back after Thanksgiving, uh, probably second week in December or so. And that's going to, we're going to have Alex Podliger on and Alex is the media relations director for Pinehurst. Um, kind of really my point, man, my go-to guy, when I am down there and I don't, you know, amazing dude, but I don't know if he's ever going to be able to top uh, what we have going on this trip right now. Uh, so without further ado, so we're getting there a little bit early. Uh, originally, like I said, we were going to go Tuesday through Monday, stay at seven lakes. We're staying at a, a lake house, right on the lake, kayaks, canoes, the whole deal, we're bringing our little pup down with us. Um, so that'll be fun. And then my wife and I decide, you know what, let's go down a little bit earlier. Right, we we'll beat the traffic like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, 
And what we did was real quick, went on VRBO, not a plug for them whatsoever, no free ads, but found a great condo on one of the courses out there that is pet friendly. Uh, literally, you know, there's, there's a green right in our backyard. Um, so we'll stay there for two days. And, and what that's going to do is it's going to give us kind of a little bit more of an acclimation period. Hit the range up, uh, hit thistle do. The putting course, which is great. And my wife will come down, play this will do with us while the dog's kind of chilling at home. And this will do is, you know, it's funny on on part of Pinehurst website. I have to bring this to Alex. uh, There's pictures of the back of the clubhouse with the old putting greens. There used to be like two putting greens back there. Now, if you've been to Pinehurst, you know Thistle Dew is just enormous. I mean, it is, uh, I'm going to say it's probably. I might be overestimating, but it's it's probably like an entire pack, uh, entire acre, of of just putting green. And so there's there's the actual thistle dew course itself, which always has different routings, which is awesome. And then there's always a few putting green holes off to the side for guys that just want to roll the same balls over and over and over. Um, and you can putt on thistle dew. You know there are eighteen quote-unquote tee boxes with little drink holders and numbered flags and the scorecards and pencils up by the American flag over there by the back of the clubhouse. Uh, but if no one's around, you know, you don't have to play it as a course. You know, you can practice putts, but I, w- I will tell you, it is it is some of the most fun, some of the most free fun at Pinehurst. And that's one of the things, too. Pinehurst is expensive, okay? You can do it on the cheap, and you can do a ton of the area courses around it. For this preview episode here, we're just going to be talking about the resort in and of itself. You know, we've done other episodes on the other courses out there. And I can go on forever for the other courses down in the Sand Hills region. But if you're looking to go down to Pinehurst, um, I, I truly feel like for for golfers out there, they should splurge. You know, and I understand that's not in everyone's budget, and I'm not saying it's in my budget. Okay. But there are certain things that you should splurge on because for a lot of people, it's a bucket list. You know, it's it's a one-time deal. It's the only time they're going to get down there. Maybe they're from California and getting down to North Carolina is not the easiest thing in the world. Or they're coming from, you know, Washington State or somewhere in the Midwest or somewhere in the deep south like Mississippi or something like that. And it's not real easy to get to the sand hills of North Carolina. Uh, but 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 there's a lot of free things as well. So this will do completely free. The range, Maniac Hill, completely free. There's two chipping greens off to the side, completely free. So, I mean, it is a golf playground. What a lot of people don't know also about the cradle is the cradle is a one-time fee for the day of $50. And then if there's spots available, you can replay it for free. I mean, once through, it's amazing. Twice through, it's even more fun. You know, 72 holes of it, 36 holes of it, whatever you want to do with your buddies around it, you can spend an entire day on the cradle, and it doesn't get boring. You play different games, you play match play, you hit from you know different clubs and, and whatnot. Um, it's just a, a ton of fun. So I'm going to go through what we're going to be playing in what order and give you kind of a little background uh, through it. So on Wednesday, we're playing number three. Now, besides two and four, three has to be my favorite course at Pinehurst. It is super, super short. It's 5,150 yards from the tips. People hear that. 
and they're like, oh, why would I go pay, you know, 110 bucks for that or whatever it is, or 95 bucks for that? I think inch by inch, yard by yard, it has to be one of the most fun and kind of distinct courses out there. You will remember every hole. The greens are kind of mini number twos, and that's saying something because the greens on number two are small and undulating, and these on number three are even smaller. They had a big redesign in in 2017. They actually redesigned not only the course itself to have it mirror number two with the wire grass and the sand outlying areas, but they also did a whole rebranding with the flag, and they actually have a pennant flag. Um, like you would see for Major League Baseball pennants for the number three. Uh, they did, you know, a great colorway for that. They used like the red and yellow. So every course is starting to kind of get its own little vibe for it. So everything, tees, fairways, and rough is certified Tiffway 419 Bermuda. The greens are champion ultra dwarf. So that means they can get them super slick, super fast. It's only 71 acres of turf for the whole entire course, which is just, you know, it's awesome. Um, there's 25 acres of fairway. There are 30 sand bunkers on the course. So you say those numbers and you take a look at some of these, like the first hole's 283 yards, um, par four. Then you have 119 yard par three and you have a 350 yard par four, then 151 yard par three, 296 par four. And you start to kind of get the idea of what they're doing. If you're a bomber, they're saying, look, like, put driver away, dude, right? Take three wood, take hybrid off the tee. Because everything about number three is the scoring clubs. It's your nine iron down, and it's your putting. And I have gone into number three. I think I've played three now. This will be the fourth time. And I have not yet put together a complete round. I've had great stretches. Right, I've had stretches of five or six holes where I've gone one under par, two under par. But there is just, it's one of those courses where there's always like a landmine waiting to explode because the greens are just so tiny. Now, if you're a great wedge player, but maybe you're just a little bit you know, short off the tee, like this is your course. Um, it plays as little as 4,300 yards from the red. And it plays 4,800 from the green. Tips are white playing 51-55 with a par of 68. So I always like to tell people to play either 1-3 or 5 when they first start because it gives you a chance to go to the range, go to Thistle Dew, chip, putt, play a Pinehurst course that's not going to kick your butt right away. Kind of boost your ego a little bit. And with a par 68, what's really cool is, you know, you go 4 or 5, maybe even 6 over par, 8 over par, right? And you're still in the 70s. So someone says to you, oh, how'd you play? Oh, pretty good. Oh, what'd you shoot? I shot, you know, 75 today. Oh, wow. Great round. And even though it's a par 68, you know, your mindset going into some of the other big boy courses, if you will, is like, okay, I'm here. I'm ready to start playing now. So I think three is a great bang for the buck. It's got some really, really interesting holes. Um, I will tell you the, the third hole on number three is 100% my bugaboo. It is an uphill tee shot, this hard dog leg right. I cannot hold a fairway for the life of me. Driver's too much. Three wood leaves me this long shot into 
a hole that goes a little bit downhill. And I swear to you, I think every single edge of that green falls off into nothingness and not just falls off from, you know, two or three feet. The whole right hand side falls off to like 10 or 15 feet, or at least it seems that way to me. Always kind of gets me. Um, it does play through a lot of the Pinehurst townhomes and condos, which for a lot of people that turns them off. Um, they're super nice inside. Most of them have been redone, but they're very old looking and they're brown. And that turns people off a lot for all the condos. But the reason that's done is so it's not taking away from the courses. And a lot of times, if you if you spend five, six, seven days at Pinehurst, they tend to just blend into the background after a while. Um, but if you're going down there for, let's say, one day only, because maybe you live in the area or someone invited you down, and you're playing one, three, or five, um, they they definitely impede on some shots. And if you're someone that sprays the ball, you know, you're going to hit one. And you're going to end up in, in somebody's backyard or someone's, you know, deck or, or, or porch area up there. So that's just, you know, complete disclaimer being, uh, you know, completely open. Three is phenomenal. If you transported three to anywhere else in the world and kept everything the same and had no condos or houses around it, uh, I think it would shine even more. And it does play through some houses, some really nice houses on Pinehurst, but then it does play through a lot of condos. But if you're focused on the brown townhomes and the brown condos, you know, kind of out of the eyesight of play, you're really not doing your job there, right? Because you should be focused on what Pinehurst is presenting to you. So that's Wednesday for us. Uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day, we have the cradle in the late morning, followed by number four in the afternoon. So both my sons and I are going to play the cradle uh, Thursday morning, Thanksgiving morning, being awesome kind of Thanksgiving morning. And then only my, my oldest son, Lyde, and I are going to play number four. It's a little bit too much of a test for my youngest son, Drew, who's only 12. Um, and even if he you know moves up a ton of tees, it's – it's still 5,200 yards from the red tees on number four, and the greens are very, very big, and everything on number four screams three-putt territory. And I realized that we could tee him off you know, from like 150 yards out, but we'll kind of get to that uh, later on for some of the other course courses that we'll be playing. So number four, uh, Thanksgiving afternoon, my son and I have decided that we are going to battle match play for the greatest golfer in the family. And quite honestly, a Thanksgiving spent with, um, you know, Macy's Thanksgiving day parade in the morning, having a great breakfast at home, overlooking the lake, heading to the cradle to play with both my boys, probably the most fun in golf. The cradle is, and then a big match play event with just my son and I on number four, followed by Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, it's just, it's the ultimate, you know, and I'm forever thankful to the resort for creating some of these memories. Now, I will say that I probably, I think I have the upper hand. This will be my third go around on number four and third within the last two years. And I finally feel like I know where to hit the ball on number four. And I've never taken a caddy there at all. And 
A lot of people will tell you that, well, you really only need a caddy for number two. But with the redesign on number four and everything that's been done to it to make it a true companion course to number two, right? 2018, Gil Hans redesigns it. Um, there's Original 18 holes are by Donald Ross. They're 1919 design. Uh, Robert Trent Jones redoes it in 1973. Reese Jones redoes it in 1982. Tom Fazio redoes it in 99. But Gil Hans put his stamp on it. And I had never played it before. Okay, I'd never played it before uh, 20, I guess it was 2019. It was, a, it was, it was only actually, no, it's a lie. Yeah, it was probably six months after it opened for the redesign and I got to experience it. Um, and I've played it twice since. Like I said, this will be my third time down. I will tell you this. If you're only going to play number four once and you're down there, get a caddy because the first time around it, I was blind. There's a lot of visual depth perception changes. There's a lot of uh, elevation changes, which you really wouldn't think on a course down in this region, right? Most of the courses are, are kind of flat-ish. The greens are wild but fair, but it's the designs of the holes that will really stick out. Now, there's a lot of... I don't want to say blind tee shots because they're not truly blind. But when you're standing on the tee box, you might be just slightly below the level of the fairway. So you're not really sure where the runouts are. You're not really sure the the aim point. And that's where I think a caddy at Pinehurst can really kind of come to your aid and take all these other variables out of the way and say, okay, you need to aim at that tree right there. You hit your drive 250, you aim at that tree. You're a big bomber, you can go over that tree. You hit it, you know, 215 off the tee, let's go for that bunker because you'll never reach it. And that's that's really a big help when you're going around and playing. Now, I love number four. Um, the last time I played, I, I had my best round ever there. Shot 78, best round at Pinehurst, not just on number four. Best round at Pinehurst, shot 78, and actually parred 18, which for my money is one of the hardest finishing holes in all of golf. It plays football from the tees that we were playing at. played 461. It's a par four. No matter what, I have, you know, four or three hybrid in. It is a green surrounded by these maw bunkers in the beginning uh, of the green, which just want to eat up anything and everything thrown at it. And then when you get on the green... After this long, devious hole, surrounded by bunkers all up the left side, trees all up the right side, cross-bunkering towards the end, the green's not flat. So, like, two-putt is not a gimme. Uh, and I've played with some people that have had a lot more than two-putts on that green. And number four can can take your lunch. Everyone thinks, well, two is is the killer, but... Four can really sneak up to bite you very, very quickly. Four is kind of the definition of an hard par, easy bogey course. If you go out, if you're you know, a 10, 12, 14 handicap golfer, and you go out just to play bogey golf, you really can score well there. If you are a scratch golfer, or two or three handicap golfer, you really have to golf your ball. Uh, to score somewhere around par. So 
That's got five sets of tees. It goes gold, blue, white, green, red. Plays from 72-27 all the way down to 52-71. Tons of tees. Um, 2008 held the stroke play of the USM. 2019, which I was fortunate enough to be down for uh, as well to cover. It held the stroke play as well as the first 18 holes of the championship match, and they went over to the number two course, which kind of everyone knows about at Pinehurst for the final of the championship match. And that takes me to the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, where we as a family and my buddy Connor will be playing Pinehurst number two. When you think about Pinehurst, obviously Pinehurst number two is what jumps into everybody's head. It is the original Donna Ross, his masterpiece, uh, the centerpiece of the Pinehurst Resort. It's kind of everything that Pinehurst is built around. In 2014, held back-to-back U.S. and U.S. Women's Open Championships. It is the announced first U.S. Open anchor site. Championships going to return to Pinehurst in 2024, 2029, 2035, 2041, and 2047. It has held the North and South Open Championship, North and South Men's and Women's Amateur, Hall of Fame Classic, the U.S. Women's Am, the U.S. Am, the U.S. Senior Open, PGA Tour Championship, the PGA Championship, the Ryder Cup matches of 1951, the U.S. Open in 99, 2005, 2014, and the U.S. Women's Open in 2014 as well. It is synonymous with the USGA which is also building a new USGA house down there, kind of the South House, if you will. It is probably Donald Ross's best-known course. It is known for its upturned saucer Volkswagen Beetle hood-shaped greens that run super fast with a ton of runoff. It's an amazing course because you can go out and play with one ball and never lose a ball the entire day and shoot 10 to 15 strokes over your handicap and just have your butt handed to you by this course. But it's also probably the most fun that you can have getting beat up by a golf course. You're in a great setting. Um, The diabolical nature of the greens makes you just think, not only what am I going to do when I'm on the greens, but how do I want to approach these greens? Where do I want to miss? Don't play number two without a caddy. Okay, just don't. Like, please trust me on this one. I it was that when I played in in 08, that was the first time that I ever had a caddy in my life. Um, you know, and I was I was a little bit nervous for it because you kind of when you're playing with people, you always want to play your best, right? That's that's human nature. It's every golfer out there. And of course, I wanted to play my best. I was playing pretty decent coming in. Uh, like I said, it was pouring out, so I'm, I, I'll admit I'm not a great rain or wind player. I don't really enjoy playing in it. I, I think I'd rather play in the rain than I would the wind, honestly, uh, because the wind to me is just such a, a, a mental game that I, I can't get comfortable with it. I can't get comfortable judging distances in and with the wind. But um, number two is made all that much better when you have someone that's been around it numerous times. And and let's be honest, I've got friends that are tour caddies. I've got friends that are 
caddies at resorts, caddies at private courses. They don't care how you play. Like, they really don't care one bit what you're doing, right? They're there to help you have the best time. If you're that concerned about your game, that's where, you know, the the mental aspect comes into play, right? Because if you only have fun when you're playing well, uh, maybe Pinehurst number two is not the course for you. But you need to go out there with an open mind. You need to trust your caddy, listen to them, because... I think you could play day in and day out and it would take you probably six to eight months to learn the nuances of this course. And, and I'll give you, I'll give you an example. We were on, um, on 16, which is a par five. It's the only birdie I made all day. It played 478 from my tees. I was playing from the, you know, from the white tees from the normal men's member tees there. And I was just short of the front of the green. And I hit this chip that the caddy told me, he said, just stay below the hole. No matter what you do, just stay below the hole. And we'll two-putt this and move on with a par, maybe even get a birdie. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Well, of course, I chip it up, and I'm like 10 feet above the hole. And he goes, we're going to have a slick one coming downhill. And I said, okay. But from where I am, I really don't believe it. It doesn't look that way. As we start getting closer... I do my 360 or, you know, 180 around the hole to see it from one whole side and then from behind it. And I was like, holy cow. So he sees this little light spot on the green. He says, can you get the ball to that little light spot on the green? And I was like, yeah. He goes, but literally, I need you to putt it like it's going to end there. Now, this little lighter spot of turf on the green was, no joke, about a foot in front of me. And I said, you want me to hit it? as hard as if I was putting to that spot as if that spot was the hole and you wanted to die there. He says, exactly. And I'm looking, I'm going, this is not as downhill as he said, but I had, I had questioned not, not openly or verbally, but I'd questioned a call from before where he told me to, to aim for something. And I didn't because in my mind, I saw the shot happening a different way. Well, I hit the exact shot that I wanted on a few holes beforehand. And when we got up to it, I noticed that I had the same distance to the green as my caddy told me to. But the angle I had was beyond impossible. And there was no way to hold the green. And sure enough, I chipped up. It landed right where he told me to, and it came right back to me. And he says, that's why we can't be over here. So I learned right off the bat not to not trust him. So, take my putter back. When I tell you I barely touched this thing, I probably could have breathed on it, and it would have got to this spot. Well, it gets to this spot, and it looks like it's going to stop, and I'm like, oh, man. I was like, you know, once again, here we go. And it just started creeping and creeping and creeping. Picked up so much speed that if it didn't go in the hole, it probably would have been about 10 feet past. Well, it drops in the hole for birdie. He's flipping out. I'm like, dude, what an amazing read. Like, we're going crazy. And he goes, did you see the speed that that went in with? And I was like, yeah. He goes, that would have been off the green. He goes, that's why we stay below the hole on this one. And then from, you know, from there on out, there are only two holes left afterwards. But anything this man said was was gold. And he, he regaled me with some great stories of people that he had caddied for along the way. And it was just a blast. So Black Friday... Instead of fighting 
people in stores, which I hate going to anyway, and I hate dealing with people in stores, and I hate going to stores, I'm going to be in the afternoon playing Pinehurst number two with uh, my, my good buddy Connor and both my kids. And I mean, if that's not a way to end a trip at the resort, I, I don't know what is. We'll obviously get Thistledew here and there and bring my wife out for a little bit of putting. Um, we'll go to downtown Southern Pines and walk around. I love going down to the vault, which a lot of people don't know about. The vault is where the Pinehurst shop has kind of some of its overrun. Now, a lot of people think of overrun as secondhand material or so, uh, but no, 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 no. The vault is an old bank vault, and it's just filled with Pinehurst treasures that you can't get at the pro shop. One of the things I want to look into when I'm down there this time is to see if I can find or talk to a member that can get me into the member shop or buy me something in the member shop. Because just like at Augusta National, where you can get the ANGC logo, the Pinehurst member shop has a ton of different needlepoint belts and wallets and just some some great different iterations of the iconic putter boy. And I've seen some here and there, never seen any for sale, uh, never met a member that can get me into it. So if, if, if you're out there, member, and you're listening, tomorrow uh, I'm going to be there, okay? So let's hook up. Uh, shoot me a DM on Instagram, at pin. And let's see if I can't get myself something from the Pinehurst member shop. Uh, as always, if you enjoyed the episode, go to iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review, go to Spotify, subscribe, click all those buttons or whatever that tells you when we get a new episode coming out, and look for the follow-up episode. You know, we'll tell you how we played, exactly where we ate. Uh, I know one morning we're g- going to go to the track, which is a cash-only place next to the, the harness track and the horse track right across from the cradle. And it's just, you know, it's such great ambiance down there. Like I I really am in love and enamored with the place. Uh, My youngest son said to me, I really hope when we play the cradle that the train passes through because during one of his tee shots, which I think was on four or five, whatever hole plays down towards the train tracks there, the train was passing. He was swinging Sunlight was fading. It was just, I, I will never forget it as, as long as I live. And and the Pinehurst Resort and the people associated with it have been able to give me some incredible memories uh, over my lifetime, not just with golf, though, uh, either. There's there's a lot more to Pinehurst than, than just golf. But like I said, we'll have Alex on from Pinehurst talking about his transition down there and how long he's been down there and kind of give us a real kind of local insider preview and then Everyone knows my boy Connor from Instagram as well, and he'll be back on. We'll do a ton of Instagram stories and some content for everyone down there. So a real quick episode, just want to tell you what we're up to and kind of why we haven't recorded in a little bit. That's been in the in the works for a little while now, and we'll get right back into it. Uh, so hope you enjoyed, and I'm getting ready to pack up the rest of my stuff and head out. So either get busy golfing or get busy dying. At Eagles and Arrows, we supply timeless style and high-quality golf essentials. We strive to provide the personal attention that consumers deserve. We're taking extra steps to personally and thoughtfully design our goods to bring you the best products out there. In 2021, we are releasing a new head club cover every month. 
We're releasing several new hat designs, including the Tremendous Slouch, which is on our website right now. We're also doing custom designs on our gloves and all of our leather goods. At the end of the day, we're all about living life to its fullest and enjoying this amazing game that we love with great people. Love golf, live life, Eagles and Arrows. Check us out on Instagram at Eagles and Arrows CO and online at www.eaglesandarrows.com.